Not the switch. <laughs> yeah! I used to think about immature things. You know, like, do you love me? Do you want me? Are you gonna call me like you said you would? Is this really your real phone number? Wait a minute, motherfucker! What's up, what's up, what's up? We back for another episode, episode 13 of Argy Brothers Podcast. Fellas, how you doing? Everything's good, bro. Yeah, we nice good. yeah it's nice yeah. out today. It is very nice, man. I've been outside practically all morning, man. So it's definitely been a very nice day. So how's everybody feeling though? Oh man, ready to chop it up, baby. Another week. Another week. You know, a lot going on, man. It's good to decompress and get into the podcast and then fellowship and talk about good stuff with your bros. So let's just jump right into it, man. The NFL season, a lot going on, a lot of NFL news going on. The one thing that we've been talking about or the NFL's been talking about is this new Patty Mahomes contract. So it's, it's, it's possible this man may break the bank. Oh, yeah, bro. Uh, we're, talking, we're talking anything between $175-$200 million extension. You know what I mean? So that's, that right there stands alone on its own. Uh, and we and we know what type of player he is. Oh yeah. But I want you guys. I know I got Ray. Ray worded, worded this question, but I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'll just brainstorm the question, but we can. Uh, it was good. It was good, but I'm gonna switch it up again. How the the, the thoughts on the contract we already understand is gonna be about seventy five, two hundred million. But let me ask you this question: What do you guys think is what this is gonna do for, to the team once this contract goes through? Ray, you start off that. Yeah, I think, you know, anytime you pay a quarterback in that 30, 40, 50, and he probably maybe 50 million, it's going to cripple the team, bro. Um, players like uh, 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 Tyron Matthew, like he probably won't get no, no new deal. Um, you got, you know, a few young players that's up and coming. Uh, uh, Kelsey, he may not get a new deal if you're talking about paying Mahomes that kind of money. And the offense that they got, bro, it's all about weapons. Like you, you can have an elite quarterback if you don't have great weapons. Yeah, some of them can elevate the younger players and get them to play ball. But when you paying that kind of money, look at Russell Wilson. You got no weapons around him. You paying him thirty five for almost thirty four million. You're gonna lose something. So if Mahomes get your money, but he, the consequences of it is you're gonna lose some talent around you, and you just gotta hope Andy Reid and his staff, you know, draft better. You know, remember Jones is working out the franchise tag. Go ahead. He no. won't get a deal if, if Mahomes go out and get 40 million. He, Absolutely. He won't get a deal at all. 
I, I agree with Ray. Like this, and 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 this has been the issue for me when they when they started paying QBs all this kind of money. When they built this, when they when they took from out with everybody else and separated the QBs from everybody else, now it's gonna really see, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna become a problem. And like you said, he, he's getting 175, 200 million. What about the other guys who are gonna be up for new deals later on down the road? And if you can't keep these guys, now what what is gonna to happen to Kansas City? Are they still gonna be explosive? Are they still gonna have the same ways of putting up numbers without these guys? And, and, and an example of that is Joe Flacco. When he won, they gave him 120 million. You had to get rid of Anquan Bolden. You had to get a lot. You had to get rid of a lot of guys who played on the offensive side of the ball who made Joe, you know, get to that get got Joe to that point outside of the defense. And he lost all those guys, and they never made the playoffs for what four or five years in a row. So when you're the player, I understand you get all the money that you can, but at what cost are you going to realize and say, okay? How much do I really need to where I can still keep my offense intact and keep the guys that I play with and we can continue to win championships? So it's, it's a big decision with him and it's a big decision on Kansas City. So I hope that they can come to a middle of the road to where they can he can get his money, but also keep the people that is around him who has helped him to get to this point. I'm thinking more of the offensive line. You know, Fisher, a couple other boys that's up for deals. If you can't protect, bro, Pat Mahomes gonna be running for his life. He's gonna be like Russell Wilson out here, bro. You're right. Be one of the highest sack quarterbacks in the league, and Russell <laughs> and Russell can get away from the the rush. Yeah. So it, it's gonna be interesting, man, to see how they structure the money, how they spread it out. But you know, it, it's inevitable that he's gonna get forty million a year. That's that's pretty much a a, a done deal. But I think he's going to be smart. I, I I see him being smart about it because you can tell that he genuinely love his core guys that he's with. And he knows in the back of his mind, if he lose the Kelsey, if he lose the Cheetah, you know what I'm saying? If he lose Damian Williams and those kind of guys who, who has been in the trenches with him ever since he got there and who have built this camaraderie, if he does lose that, you know, that means he's going to have to do a lot of the work on offense. And a lot of times when you got a quarterback doing a lot of the work on offense and you don't have the weapons, sooner or later it wears on you. Now, Russell Wilson, in that, in that case, he has gotten a little bit of help. But you can tell in a lot of games, he wears out and, and, and because he doesn't have the help that everybody else has had. So I think that he's going to look at it from a standpoint, do I want to keep winning championships? But I do want my money. Can I come to a, a, a resolution to get both? That's what he got to look he's at. Not gonna, he's not going to be able to get both. I mean, that's that's not even a that's not even a... a, a, a um, Actually, he can get both. He can get yeah, both. He can get both because they extended Cheetah. They extended Cheetah and they gave yeah. him like a three to four year deal. And they extended Kelsey thing like last season. But Sammy Walker's working off a one year deal. But well, yeah, Nico Barman is going to be coming up in like two or three more years. Mm -hmm. You got the guys, and you got to actually have people who play defense. That's true. <laughs> right. so, so, I mean, so they, there's no way you're going to be able to do that. That fact. That's the reason why they couldn't keep. Uh, I think um, um, Rutland. Oh, just ruling. Rutley, I think Rutley came out of Bama. They couldn't keep him because of the fact that he had got traded there from KC. He was on a rookie deal. Not KC. He got traded from Buffalo from a rookie deal. Gotcha. They couldn't keep him. So that's why he had to sign with, with uh, um, Detroit to get to actually get the payday he was actually looking for. So you're yeah. not going to be able to keep They're going to have to draft very much um, strong. They have to have very strong draft to replace a lot of their core players. 
So do you think, so do you think, so do you think he should, how, how I want to phrase this, look at more of keeping his offensive core guys and they just deal with the defensive part from a sense of, okay, let's, let's make sure that we keep these guys happy on the offensive side and take a chance in drafting more defense and go from that standpoint. Or they just, or he just needs to just, okay, look. No, let's, he, needs let's, his, he needs to get his money because what he's doing, he's setting the market. Yeah. I mean, it, it, his contract extension couldn't came at a better time for people like that. Yeah. Anybody else is going to be up in their contract deal next season. And the show. It, it, it helps. It helps the fact that he's going to come in at a $40 million or $41 million clip. Where it's going to be that you can fit your tra- contract between his and Jimmy Galapa, whatever, Jimmy, Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Is at twenty five million, and he's at forty one million. You know that's not you're not as a quarterback. You're not going below twenty five, and you're probably not going to see forty one. So anywhere between thirty to thirty nine million, you can see per year if you're a top ten quarterback. So like yeah. like Deshaun Watkins, you wow. got to be looking at thinking to yourself like, man, I'm about to get paid because if he gets forty one, I know I'm 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 a good enough quarterback. I'm getting my team to to the playoffs without a very good offensive line. I just lost one of my offensive weapons. My defense is getting old. So he's looking at it from the standpoint that I'm gonna get anything with close, I'm either gonna get close to 40 million or I'm getting at least 38, 39 million a year. Yeah. A guy like that, I mean, it, it, it only helps his market out even more. Yeah. Knowing this guy's gonna get anywhere between North, it could be a C, 44, <laughs> million. Yeah, so, I know Aaron Rodgers is what, 34, 35, so with that being said, man, it, it says a lot about him. I mean, it says a lot that if he go get his money, I think it says it says a lot about him. But it also says that he's also here to help the quarterback keep pushing the margin up. And not only on it, I mean, eventually it's going to help everybody else. Yeah, you, you know, right now you know that some players not going to get paid, but running back eventually they got to go up. It has to go up. Nah, you look. If you're a running back right now, I'm like, man, I don't want no parts of being a running back. Like, you know what? I'm gonna be a receiver. Forget all the list. Yeah. You got, but you gotta have running backs. You gotta Whoa. have running backs. You gotta have running backs. So a guy like so for him, I mean, get your money, bro, because you're not gonna get it back ever again. And like I said, you helping other quarterbacks, especially the black quarterbacks. Yeah. 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 How how, how P- Patrick Mahomes was 23, 22, 23. No, I think he's a little older than that. 24. He can, he can, he's no older than 24. Because he's late. I think he's about 24. Come on, NFL. Come on, college. At least 21, 22. He was 22. At, uh, he came out at least 22. Like 26, I, think. I, think. I think he redshirted. 24. He's 24. So, yeah. So, he got – I mean, listen, he's, 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 got, he's got a lot of leeway, but at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the – get the bread, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no point in it. Because they're not going to – the TV contracts alone will cover those contracts. That's true. That's true. Why even why devalue? Yeah, he's twenty four. He's twenty four years old. So I'm I'm going with that easily. No, I just think that boy probably got at least another three contracts left. <laughs> at least, bro. He's, and at the end of the day, if he's if he's really if he really cares about the team, he could just take less. I mean, he don't have to take less money. He could take less amount of years. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, and and if he takes less amount of years, it will allow him to kind of see where the team direction going mm-hmm. and adjust his pay moving forward. Yeah. yeah. So uh, take the money now, but if the team starts stinking it up, like, okay, next contract, I can't take as much. 
I got to be able to spread some of this money around. But you know, yeah. you're only going to get better nine times out of 10. You yeah. got to bet on this if you can keep If you can keep them healthy and keep them up right, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So the next question we got loading up, man, is uh, Jalen Ramsey. You know, Jalen Ramsey last year came with that 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 truck, <laughs> truck. You know what I mean? This year he's doing a little. He's a little bit more subtle in trying to get his money. So I'm gonna start with you, Donta. What do you? What type of con? What what's the amount do you think that Jalen deserves for his services with the Rams? Uh, I think I think Jake. J- Last year, I think Jalen took a step back. I mean, he 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 played well, but I think he he, he took a step back from when he came into the league. Um, this year, like he said earlier, that he's going to go to camp, whether he has a new deal or not, which is a good thing because I mean, he wants his money. We'll see when that times happen if he's going to hold to that and 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 make it happen. I could see Jalen with the average for receivers what sixteen million. 16, so the cornerback's getting, what, about 14, 13, 13, 14 million? Mm-hmm. So I can see him getting paid top corner, top top DB money. I mean, because to me, I'm assuming that's why they got rid of the running back. They got they got rid of the receiver and a couple of other guys on the team because they want to keep Jalen Ramsey on the defensive side of the ball, which, I mean, they're going to need that a whole lot this year because they don't know what their quarterback is going to display. I think he struggled last year. He had a good year the year before, but I think the true golf came out last year. You know, I think the true golf came out last year, and they're going to need defense to hold a lot with what's going on in the NFC in that in that division with San Francisco. I'm not sure defense is a, is is their, their I'm not saying that that's their strong point, but I'm saying they need guys on that side of the ball to to to, to, to slow down what's going on in that division where you got the Arizona. Cardinals, who's gotten a couple of wide receivers, that's the, that's good. That's going to be because they're going to help them. You got um, Seattle with young receivers, that's going to help them keep the ball moving up and down the field. And you have um, Frisco, Frisco, who got good young wide receivers, going to move the ball down the field, and then they're going to spread you out. You got to have at least one good corner. I mean, you, it's no team that got four or five good corners or great corners, so you're going to need one good corner on that side to slow some of that stuff down. Now you got to. I think they should pay him around that 13, 14 million, and and and, and make not, it happen. You're not taking that, bro. He <laughs> ain't taking that, dude. Now when you look at the top corners, Darius Slade per year. Now this is per year. They ain't talking about the guaranteed. He making 16 million. But that's what I said earlier. I said that's why I asked y'all what, what what is the range. I think I know it's like 30, so it's 16 million. 16 million. So I think I think, I think you, you can know, pay. You know Ramsey looking at that like, bro, I'm way better than than Darius Slade, dog. You know he's looking at that just from a confidence standpoint. Yeah, but the confidence, but, con, but when you took a step back last year, nah, bro. You can you can get that sixteen million. I will pay you what the top cornerback is getting paid right now, sixteen million. So you you give him a contract before camp, or you make him wait, wait it out the season. I will have discussions to see where he's coming from. Oh, you know he's going top. There ain't no discussion. Yeah, yeah. He's going top. So, keep I, I, think, I think I think I think I think I think you wait till after the season. I think he's a waste after the season. Because if he's willing to come in, most guys wouldn't be willing to come into camp. So if he's willing to come into camp, you might can make the deal before the season starts. But let's see, you know, let's have a conversation to see where his head at. And if he, if we can pay him within that $16 million, then, yeah, let's sign him and keep it moving. Before that go, ahead, camp, go, ahead, you know? Ray, Ray, go ahead with your thoughts. 
Yeah, so I think he's going to – only reason he's probably coming in that humbleness is all the stuff that he probably went through at Jacksonville, you know, the brashness, probably, you know, talking back to coaches, you know, just all the extracurricular stuff. So he's probably trying to be like, all right, I'm the good schoolboy coming into the camp. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be on my P's and Q's, and I need to get this money. That's what his agent's probably saying. Look, yeah, yeah. you know you're going to get paid. Now, where he – now – He's better than Byron Jones, right? Yeah. Byron Jones got 16 and a half. Darius Slade, the highest per year corner in the league. You know he going he's better than Darius Slade. But I like Slade, veteran corner, tough. I think Rams is way down the end. So he's gonna get 16 million. You know that. Whether he worth it from you know projecting out, I, the Rams have paid a lot of people, bro, and it's really backfired on them. You know, paying people too early, and they don't have the production to show for it. Yeah, they had yeah. a little little stretch a couple years where they, you know, making a deep playoff run. They went to the Super Bowl. But I think they're going to have some, some, some thoughts about, man, do we really want to keep putting out these big top salaries at all these high-profile positions? I'm not sure about – is that going to be an issue when it comes to corner, though? Because yeah. they, they paid Talib when he was there. Mm-hmm. He decent contract. He was traded to him, right? So he, they he was traded. He was traded. But he already had, like, he had a new contract coming out of Denver. Okay. They was willing to pay him like think thirteen to fourteen million a season. Yeah. Uh, for the productivity he was giving up, I think Tyler Tyler just got a little old and, and a little injured prone. Yeah. He was done. He wanted somebody a little bit younger. Um, but if you look at like the um, situation they have with um, uh, Todd Gurley, I think that's just unfortunate. The guy just not the same athlete that he was when he first got that contract. Yeah, the knee issues he has. So of course you want to pull, but they're not telling um, golf to take less money. Exactly, and he's uh, taking it up. Quarterback, bro. That's so why. It's, but the you know, and they got rid of, but they got rid of um, uh, receiver. No, 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 not 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 Brandon Cook, the linebacker that came out of Fowler. No, Fowler. Fowler. Fowler was unrestricted free agent. Okay. Uh, they got rid of uh, uh, the guy that came out of Green Bay, Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Michael, I think it's. No, you're talking about the dude with the blonde hair. Um, yeah, it was uh, uh, with the Southern Cal. Clay yeah. Matthews. Matthews. Matthews, yeah. Matthews is one of the uh, Matthews boys. That guy. They got rid of him because of the fact that they just wanted to pay his contract. He's too old. And, you know, I mean, the, I think the initial aspect with the Rams was just bringing a splash and kind of take over some of the, some of the airways as far as. You know, the Lakers always going to have a stronghold of L.A. Yep. Uh, Dodgers got their fan base. They needed that fan base. They made a lot of splash moves. Now, organizationally, you have to structure it. You know what I mean? You can't just keep doing all that crazy stuff, you know, getting cast here and there. You got to now use the, the the tools that you need to build a, a strong foundation of for organization, bro. So, I mean, I think that's – I think initially that's what it is. But now they're going to give Ramsey what he wanted because that was the whole point of Ramsey going there. He could have just said, I'm not going there. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? gave up like draft picks for that boy too. Yeah, so they 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 gave up a lot for him. I don't think they had you right. They didn't have a draft pack to pick this past season. So yeah, the next you know, two thousand twenty three, I think they don't have a first round draft. Pick. Right, and they have, and that's the reason why they had to play, trade uh um um the, the other receiver. I mean, the other corner they had because they needed more picks and he was more expendable. And when they sent him to Baltimore, so it's you you gotta have some um. I mean, you got to think that they're going to pay that guy because they don't have enough picks. They ain't got nobody really behind them. Uh, 
he's gonna get his money. He's gonna get about 16, 18 million. Yeah, the only thing about paying like these type big time contracts from the Rams, they 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 old line aging a little bit. Dog done. That, that, that's what they biggest biggest hole. Yeah, worse and, and yeah, Woodward, he like seventy yeah. years old playing left tackle. Though. Exactly. Have, like they just getting real old at the old line, and when you paying these big contracts, all your skill positions is it, it, going to take a toll. Like you can't win if you don't have the trenches locked up, bro. Yeah. That, and then you don't have no first round picks to be able to and draft that, a young young prospect tackle or guard or something to help shore up and help golf. And with hell, but hell, when you ain't got good quarterback play, I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Cause golf, hey, golf ain't trash. Don't get me wrong, like dude, golf wasn't, bro. Golf wasn't that bad, bro. I mean, he ain't he ain't bad, bad, like, but he ain't that good. Yeah, he... <laughs> 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 in the running game, and they 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 are everything off the play action pads with Gurley. He kids gonna struggle. You know what I'm saying? Cooper Cup was out a lot last year. Brandon yeah. Cook concussion out a lot last year. You depending on Reynolds and and uh, uh, Robert Look, Woods, like the tournament receiver. You're That's not it. going to be great at quarterback position, though. No, you take away weapons for any quarterback. Yeah, he's going to struggle. And you and you add in a banged-up old O-line, it's just a recipe for disaster, though. But if I'm a Red Rams, I'm like, dog, who's the cat? Uh, James Bradbury. This dude is the fourth-paid highest cornerback in the league, played for the Giants. <laughs> I ain't never heard of this dude. <laughs> and that's what Rams are probably looking at, like, yeah, man, I need 17. <laughs> yeah, Rams is going to get his money. Let's dive to the next question. It's not on the list, I'm mad this one in here. Uh it's a lot of conversation about about the, the fact that Jordan Love may play a lot earlier. The expectations. Um, I think it was a it was a conversation with the coach for Green Bay speaking about they needed more explosive plays and they weren't getting the explosive plays that they needed last season. And that has came from some type of determination that Jordan Love may get more, may get on the field a lot earlier than people expect, right? And so what do you guys think about that? Is that something A-Rod should really worry about? Is this something coming down the pipeline that you may think that can, you know, maybe insinuate that he's not and that maybe they're going to move on from him? Maybe not not this season, but probably next season? Depending on what happens this season, A-Rod's on. I think A-Rod's going to play this season out and leave anyway. Well, he can't leave anyway. He's on well, the well, 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 actually, it's not Monopoly. I mean, it's not Monopoly. You just can't get him and leave when you feel like it. I mean, I meant to say, ask for a trade. Like, I think once he, once he played through this season, and he, because he, you already know, there's an inkling in the back of his mind, like, you know what? I see what they're doing. And it's the same thing that happened to Brett Favre. Yeah, it's about time for me to, like, move on. Like, I, I'm not going to sit here and wait it out, wait it out, and then they move me. Like, nah, because I still got a lot of years that I think I can play the game of football. And there's no need to just sit there just to be sitting there. So I, I think really after this season, I think A-Rod going to go to the front office, depending on how the season goes, and say, hey, I'm done. Y'all can trade me. Y'all got this young guy. Y'all can go with that, and I can move on. Because there's no need for him to stay there two or three more years and, and where he can go somewhere else and get it done. So I, I just think after this year, Depending on what happens, I think A-Rod gonna look for a trade. If Brand Time, you spend a first round pick and you move up to get him, right? No, yeah. And then I don't get when if LaFleur is talking about more explosive plays, Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. still to me can make all the throws. Like that ain't a problem. And they didn't draft any other receivers. Right. Exactly. So how you gonna spend the most more explosive plays? Yeah, I'm with that too. You know what I'm saying? Like if once Devontae Adams went down last year, this dude 
working with practice squad receivers, right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So to, to say, like, we, we need more explosive play. Why don't you go get some explosive re receivers or draft a young receiver at that first-round pick that you had, right, because it was a very deep receiver draft, to give him some help. Aaron Rodgers still arguably top five quarterback in the league. So to say he's not making explosive play, that's on the coach. Because you're not calling no explosive plays. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have no tight end. Jimmy Graham is a shell of himself. So you don't have nothing at that real position. And, and outside, of, not there anymore. A lot outside of Devontae Adams, they got nothing. So if I'm here, I'd be like, man, shit, thank you. You might trade me now. <laughs> <laughs> But it's that contract, though. That contract is tough for him to – any team to suck up unless you're a young team. And I think he's only in year three of it. Huh? Yeah. He's only, like, in year three of that contract. So he, he, he owed a ton of money, bro. Hey, put it – I'm, I'm going to make this – I'm going I'm to say this. Next year, depending on what the skins do, we're going to trade for that dude. I mean, y'all got the cash because you ain't paying nobody. We're going to trade. I'm telling, I'm telling you right now, depending on how our season go, depending on how our season go, the Skins is going to trade for Aaron Rodgers. That's why y'all trash, bro. Hey, I, I'm just – call it what you want to, but I'm just telling you what's going to happen. I'm just being honest. I'm just giving you – I'm giving you – And you're going to be an honest, trashy team again. Well, guess what? It is what it is. Riverboat Ryan, man. I'm telling you, depending on how our season go – with these quarterbacks that we got, they're going to trade for A-Rod next year. If I'm A-Rod, I would say no. Hey, do what you got to do. You got no know weapons. Your, your running back's older than me. Your starting running back's older than me. Well, hell, your starting running back hurt. Uh, and Girly. Girly. So, I mean, what's the difference? What the difference? What the difference? They got three running backs behind them. Who's gonna play just as much as Gurley? Well, we'll see. But and then you, and then, hold on, y'all ain't no behind your running back. Y'all know better than this. Who's behind your running back? Hey, we got young dude Bryce Love. He hurt. He's been hurt all the season. Oh. In NFL. <laughs> <laughs> both, both, both of your both of your running backs behind him have been injury prone. Yeah, guys, hey, you're right. No, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. Yeah, but I'm telling you, we're gonna try to trade to get a Rod. You are, depending on what happened. You can try. You trade. Do you play for Dr. McNabb? Nothing wrong with trying. Do you play for Dr. McNabb? Huh? How'd that go? Oh, that was terrible. McNabb was already done. I don't even know why they did that anyway. Hey, how's this Alex Smith going right now? Didn't you trade for him too? Hey, hey bro. We need to stop trying to get hurt like that. We need to get hurt, man. It ain't a good recipe for you. Why just play the young man? It's not. It's really not. It's really not. But I do think, I do think, I do think, to put to put butts in seats, they're gonna try to do that. Man, stop it. Hey, bro. Right. Snyder is making a hand over fist. He ain't got I, no problem selling no tickets. No NFL team. No, is. he had problems selling tickets last year, paying five dollars for a seat. Yeah, he had problems last year. Single individual game tickets do not it matter. matter. It don't matter who's playing quarterback. I, I think I think to put butts in seats. That's the worst. That's the worst stadium. In the history of, of NFL. I bro, I don't disagree with you on that. I don't even know why they went and rented that stadium out. It's in the worst location. Yeah, if it is not. <laughs> no, I don't disagree. Everything you said is right. Like, I don't disagree with that. I don't. So, if I'm A-Rod, I would veto 
That trade. <laughs> <laughs> they in no position to win, bro. Like, <laughs> you trying to send me? Ain't no, no check. No best receivers. Like, come on, dog. That check right. act is ain't gonna say Redskins facility. Ashburn, <laughs> Virginia. I ain't cashing that check. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> try to pay? Anybody try to pay for the dudes, man? I'm sorry, bro. That awful, bro. Oh man. Oh, that that may be the worst. I've never seen an organization flip like the way y'all flip. Like, hey man, from being one of the top tier organizations to so if y'all make the playoffs, y'all happy. Look, man, management, man, like management. It's it's. Hey, bro. It is what it is. Well, man, listen, if, if I think if Jordan Love shows some promise in um, going into the um, uh, regular season and training camp, you may see a switch, man. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not – I don't really understand what's the issue that that uh, the coach has with A-Rod. He's not running the offense the way he wants to, you know, because A-Rod still did lead the NFL in throwaways. He did last year. Mm-hmm. So – is it the offense? What is it? Is A-Rod more stat-focused? I don't get what's the issue that you're not seeing the explosive play. Because I saw they still went 13-3 and last year. Right. Does he feel like it was the defense that carried him? I'm not yeah. sure because there were some games that A-Rod did take over. It was times where I watched their offense kind of stagnant. But that offense looked like, the, like that when he was, he was the head um, – the, uh, Coordinator for Tennessee Titans. Tennessee, exactly, exactly. Well, what is he? What did he think it was being being the difference? And that's my point. When you hire these guys who come from different organizations, and you look at their offense before, and then you bring them, and you make them a head coach into your offense, and you run the same plays that he ran thing, at another right? organization, it's terrible. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. He got a ton of skill positions outside of Devontae Adams, so I don't know what the, what the hell he expecting. Maybe A-Rod is changing plays. Maybe he just, you know, trying to do his own thing. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they bumping heads. You know, the floor, a young head coach, he's trying to put his imprint on Green Bay. You know, Green Bay, one of them organizations just don't fire coaches just because. Uh-huh. So he, he feel like he's going to be there a while. So maybe he's trying to put that stamp on, like, this is my team and it's not Aaron Rodgers' team. And Aaron, it's my voice, not Aaron Rodgers' voice, maybe. Maybe well, I, I think. And, and I think a lot of times when coaches start doing that, the, the end is near for either the, the end is near for somebody. I don't know who it's gonna be, but right now it's gonna be the, right now it's gonna be a Rod. <laughs> but it's easier to get rid of a coach than it is a, a player that's making no more thirty five million dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. And that's why Aaron Rodgers probably feel like, man, I ain't going nowhere. Even if you did draft Jordan Love, but the writing is on the wall. Mm-hmm. Time at some point. This is definitely an issue. You don't, you don't trade up that many picks. I mean, that, that many spots to go get love, and he's not playing within the next couple of years because these teams are not waiting, sitting quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers set for five or four, four five years. <laughs> They're not doing that anymore. <clears throat> yeah, so it, it's on the field, bro. I mean, it's interesting, man. They're gonna. I think somehow he's gonna get on the field. Maybe, maybe in a blowout, or maybe if A. Rod get hurt. But I do feel like. I, I, I'm thinking that he may not play this season, but it's definitely got to be A-Rod's, back at A-Rod's head for next season. He could get on the field, some of them, like, you know, <clears throat> you know, just some little different little change-up quarterback plays. That could be it, too. That may be, like, you know, you know, probably be plays, on the sideline maybe too. having, like, you know, those type of plays. I don't know. I don't – because A-Rod, his personality is not like a breeze, right? Who nah. Allow a, 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 a Taysom Hill come in and run us little gadget plays here and there. 
he's not that type of personality. He, he and here I feel like he still got three or four more years left. Yeah, yeah, he definitely not mobile like he used to be though. Well, talking about quarterbacks and 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 quarterback opportunities, let's jump into something real quick though. There's been conversation that the Dolphins may push Tua as a starter. Right, Ray? Do you do you feel like do you do you do you think Tua will be ready for that? I think so. I mean, would you start on week one? Where you know, would you start on week one? I would have to at least go and train to come. Being that we didn't have any OTAs, mm-hmm. I would be hesitant to just throw him out there week one. But the dude has shown coming into a system, and I'm sure Nick Saban's system is not easy, right? Mm-hmm. Dude came in, what, freshman? Rolling. Yeah, but he didn't play freshman. Hold on. Just remind us. You know, he probably – he, he, he played pushed, He played in more of a back – he played in the back of Right, but he pushed Jalen Smith enough for – Saving to be like, all right, let's get this. It hurts. Get the man name right. It hurts. Jealous. <laughs> what the hell I'm talking about? But yeah, he pushed. You know, hurts enough to show potential to get on the field. So I'm sure he's gonna pick up the offense pretty real quick. It's just a matter of not having OTAs, and we don't know if we're gonna have a, 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 a short training camp. So I'll be leery for week one, but he is gonna get on the field within the first four weeks. But you know what you got with Fitz Magic, bro. It ain't like it's like you know what you're getting with him. Like the ceiling is already at the top. <laughs> you ain't getting no further with him at all. So you might as well go to roll the dice. But I'll be hesitant a little bit just because of the offseason. We haven't had the, the the reps like you really want to. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I, I'll be a little hesitant because they pushing him. But this is the thing. Tua hasn't been hit yet. He hasn't been touched. So that's why I think the 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 when you when you have the preseason – the preseason will give you a little indication, okay, because, you know, everything defense is vanilla in the preseason, so they really ain't trying to – they don't want nobody to get hurt. But I think you will see enough in the preseason because he would get like four preseason games. So, you know, I'll let him – like you said, the ceiling, you already know what you get for Fitzpatrick. You ain't really got to put him out there. So I will have Tua and the other guys playing to, to see where he is. And I think that's when you will know whether he needs to start week one or not. Me personally – I will wait because you 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 have invested a lot into this guy and and you know he's coming off an injury and if he get injured again now it's a setback for you it's, it's a setback for the organization so I would just wait let Fitzpatrick start and once I think that 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 he's comfortable and ready to go then I let I let Tua ride it out. Yeah, I disagree. Okay. <laughs> I think you play with him now. I mean, you know what – I mean, you just mentioned before, you know what Fitzpatrick's going to give you. And if you're in training camp and this kid is captioning the offense, I mean, let's be honest, he's not going to be hitting training camp either. You only get hit yeah. in the game. So it doesn't yeah, really matter. In the preseason, you would know – when you put him out there preseason, you would pretty much know where he stands. Like for the mobility, getting out of the routes, getting where he needs to go. Clearly because because if you remember uh, – a lot of people didn't think that Daniel, the quarterback for the Giants. Daniel, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. They didn't think Daniel was Daniel, Daniel Jones was ready. Um, they thought that they suited him up. Uh, they they presented things when he we, when he came in during the preseason. They they were mentioning they made it seem like maybe the coaching staff was doing things to kind of show his skill set. To be very good instead of it being kind of average, where a lot of somebody, a lot of people were predicting because he wasn't 
that top tier quarterback that everybody thought he was coming out of uh, Duke. So, but he held himself well in preseason. And then when he got into the point where Eli was no longer a viable option to starter, he came in and he played pretty decent. I mean, I think he had what like twenty-two touchdowns and so many interceptions, eight or nine. I mean, no, he had more. No, he had about then thirty interceptions. Daniel Jones, no, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, I have thirty interceptions. No, he, 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 he was. He was a, no, he didn't. He didn't because because uh, James had the most. He had thirty. He 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 might have had right up under James. Now, nah, turnover. He, he had a fumbling problem. He did not have thirty interceptions. No man, ain't come close, man. <laughs> he even come close to that, bro. What is it, man? What type of stuff? He had 24 touchdowns and 12 picks. Okay. He probably had, yeah, now he had 18 fumbles and lost 11. Yeah, but, but that's a turnover machine. But no, but that's not what I'm saying. That could be cleaned up. All I'm trying to say is, is that the way he came out and played, he played a lot better than a lot of people thought. Yeah, he did. And I think yeah. that at this point, you got the these guys are first round, first round pick, fifth pick of the draft, first round. Uh, like I just said, first round, you, it's time to roll the ball. And the Dolphins need that. They need something. They need, to, something. Uh, they need people to put butts in the seats. You know, whether it's cobalt or not. They, right. need, they, need a, they need somebody who can get them some type, of, some type of want to be there. And if this guy who looks to me, when I look at him throw the ball, I see Steve Young all day long. If he can go out there and do what he needs to do and he comes out there, I mean, yeah, he may struggle. If you go eight and eight, I mean, it is what it is. You know, well, I mean, that's a good year for the Dolphins because they've been like four and 10, three and 10. I mean, uh, four and 12. So, yeah, I mean, if he, if they go eight and eight, they still might make the playoff. Nine and seven, they, they're making, they're still making progress. They're still yeah. making moves. They're still building the team. You know, the, uh, the owner, uh, Stephen Ross, is giving, you know, the, uh, the head coach and the GM. The, uh, the the opportunity to build this team this this next four to five years, so they know it's not going to be instant success. But if this kid is who he they think he is, go with let it. Him. Let him play. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the last topic of the NFL um, out of NFL news. Um, there's an interview that happened a couple of days ago. B Hop being B Hop talking about who's the best receiver in the game. He said it, it was him. And the simple fact that <laughs> B-Hop feels like I'm the best in the game because look at the type of quarterbacks that I have now. B-Hop, man. B-Hop. He, he said that, but he didn't act. I'm like, you know you had like D. Watson like two or three last two or three years. But we digress on that part. He was like, I'm still the best. I'm the best receiving the game because, you know, the type of quarter piece had and still put up the type of stats he had. So out of those, it was, it was three, three receivers. So we're not going to debate – on who we feel like is the best, best. You know what I mean? I mean, everybody can feel like that. But out of these three receivers, who he also mentioned as well, that was mentioned with them, Michael Thomas, B-Hop, and uh, Julio. B-Hop, man. I want y'all to give, I want y'all to give me your top three out of those three. Give me your list of those three. Wait, D-Spring? I don't know. I will I say, was- Mm-hmm. I mean, bro, you only got so long. You've been taking like five minutes to just, just, just say something. Hop, Julio, and Michael Thomas. Okay. Okay. Hop, Julio, Michael Thomas. Okay. Ray? I'm going to go Michael Thomas, D-Hop, then Julio. Uh, 
That's my top three. All right. And I'm going to give you mine. Julio, Julio, and Julio. <laughs> Me, Julio. Then, then number four, Michael Thomas. And then number five, B-Hop. Yeah, I, I mean. That's simple. It's a great debate. Don't get me wrong. Like all three are great all-time receivers. But what D. Hop's saying is like, dog, Watson has made the Pro Bowl the last two seasons. So what is he talking about? I don't know what he's talking about when it comes to <laughs> yeah, he had a top tier quarterback early in my career. Yeah, you QBs. Yes, I yeah, you can and still put up the dominant numbers he did. But come on, dog. The last three. Here's, here's the problem though. I don't think B. Hop's never led the league in yards. B-hop, man. B-hop or B-hop. <laughs> I don't think he's ever led the league in yards. Right. I mean, he, he probably hasn't, and that's probably he's never, he's never really been a vertical vertical threat. He's always been maybe in between the 10 to 15. No, 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 no. He's, he's, never, he's never led the league in yards. But, but that's the thing, though. He's he not going to never lead the league in yards. Because Julio will lead the league in yards, but he's going to I there's other different players who led the AB led the league in yards and catches. But this is the thing: we're not. He's not even part of this conversation. We're talking about these three. Who I'm talking about in general? Okay, so in general, okay. I just think I just think D Hop at a point now in his career that I think he might be better. I just I just do at, at this point in his career because because Julio give you the yards but he don't give you the touchdowns. Michael Thomas shows up during the regular season, but he's not nowhere to be found in the in the playoffs. So it's like it's, it, I, I think all of them got the first talent. First they got all to be number one. D Hop, D Hop, playoff wise, it ain't even close. It ain't close. It ain't close. Julio yards over beat D Hop in in playoffs. Ain't close. You can do good for yourself. You can Google it for yourself. You can Google it for yourself. It ain't even close. The oh, dominant between the two of them ain't even close. But we don't even need to go three or four years or two or three. We can go last season, last season, and look at the look at the quarterback aspect of it. Look at look at look at look who how D Hop has had when he's when he's fully loaded. He has more weapons. Watson has more weapons than a lot of other people, and he still was not putting up much yards as Thomas or Julio. Hold on. Close. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You said Watson had more weapons. Yeah, he did. Ooh, tell me. Outside of outside uh, of D-Hop. He had uh the, the speedy kid for Notre Dame. Fuller stays here every year, dog. He don't play but like four games a season. <laughs> four games a season. Listen, hold on. You got plays more than four games a season. But he will Lewis, if he don't play, they don't stretch the field. Hold on, that hold on. Why they, he's, that's why Watson struggled. If you want to talk about that, Julio got Calvin Ridley. He had Hooper. Who else the other? He has a new for a while. So y'all had Atlanta got more weapons than, than they had. What are you talking about? And Julio gets double. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does matter. <laughs> yes, it does matter. But y'all have more weapons, though. What do you think I do with Julio being double? Man, stop playing. B-Hop, what do you mean stop playing? Tell me. What you are you talking about? So you telling me that the Atlanta core receiver, that the Texas core receivers is better than Atlanta's? It was. It was. Can we go to basketball? It was. You know why? Well, so you Do you know why? Do you know why? Telling me fuller. You tell me. You know why? Really? You know why they were better? Because okay. the quarterback throwing the ball was better than Matt Ryan. Hey man, that, that ain't got That's nothing to do. Listen, that ain't listen. 
I don't want to hear it. What, you that, what do you mean it has nothing to do with it? Which is the beta receivers, not the quarterback. It's the person throwing the ball going to help you. You telling me that Is the person throwing the ball going to help you? So you tell me Fuller is better than Kevin Ridley? No. At this point of their careers, they're about mirroring each other. Hell no, man. Stop playing. Hell no. Fuller can't stay on the field. Fuller can't stay on the field. Whether he can't stay on the field or not, Fuller is their deep threat. And like I just said, it just ain't about the other receiver on the other side of the field. It's about the person throwing the damn football. And the person throwing the football is better than Matt Ryan, whether you like it or not, whether you want to do it. So your quarterback's better than Matt Ryan. And yet Julio, who gets double, still puts up more stats than you. Bro, at the end of the day, I can't believe hey, 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 Am I right or wrong? But Houston's running game is better. Who rushed the ball better last year? You're going to tell me. That's I was it. at the game. I watched. I watched you to beat them fifty-five to like thirty. I saw for myself. I saw for myself. How you gonna tell me? I was there. How you gonna tell me? And I was there, literally watching the game, watching Deshaun through for five, six touchdowns. And you gonna try to tell me? You gonna try to tell me? Oh, like oh, no. It's because this dude quarterbacking is better than Matt Ryan. But who give Matt Ryan? Give Matt Ryan. I mean, excuse me. Give Julio Watson. And see if, what type of stats he put up. Look, the last three years that Watson been at quarterback, D-Hop has had 96 catches, 1,300 yards, 115, 1,500 yards in 19, 18. Last season, 104 catches, 1,100 yards. So I don't get his gripe talking about if I had other quarterbacks my whole career. Basically, like, you got to put down D- The last three years, you'd have put up big numbers, though. Like, what are you talking about? Now, yeah, I see what you're saying, but like, for, come on, like you just said, oh, my first four years, I had some rain. Yeah. I, th- I thought that's what he said, though. We're talking the last three nah, years, though. He, he, he had his career. He said, oh, his I, I thought, I thought, I thought that. Would, no, I thought, I he thought he said it, he did not lay it down to like a my first four years. He said his entire career, he has not had a top tier quarterback, and people were like, everybody was like, wait, what? Like, what do you mean? Because of the fact that and he has Deshaun the last couple of years, these type of throws like Julio, like Julio had, or Breeze, like Thomas, I would put the same stats. But I'm saying to myself, how? Because Julio's putting up those stats with Matt Ryan, and you're putting better than Matt Ryan. Get Watson, put Watson, tell Watson come home, come back to the A, and put him on the on the, on that team. Let, let Julio catch the ball with him and see what they look like. Go holler at O'Brien, bro. You might be able to pull a wool. You're going to not only you, you not, not only is Atlanta going to soup, they finally gonna win that motherfucker. <laughs> you know good well who they'll go put up at least two hundred. Who they'll put up eighteen eighteen hundred yards and, and Atlanta went like eight and eight. I do I do think I do think if I'm watching, I will see how the season player, I wouldn't sign back them and I just go home for real. He can't go nowhere. Okay, man. Look, he got two more years on the contract, right? He got two more years on that. He got two years. They got two years on the contract. And they got and two tag years. <laughs> yeah, he's stuck down that joint. He's stuck, though. Unless he's going for a trade, which, you know, they ain't doing that. Yeah, he would, he would have to force him way, his way out. He ain't going nowhere, man. They would probably fire the coach when they fire him. Yeah, yeah. they ain't going nowhere, bro. They ain't going nowhere. See, they need to fire his old dumb self. That's just dumb. He's he, 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 he yeah, trash, bro. Oh, man, that was a good debate, man. I don't know what the hell Donathan on, what he thinking about. <laughs> You lost your mind with that one. But we get to the next one, bro. Oh, man. Let's talk about the NBA. 
That's, that's why it's called Arguing Brothers. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about the NBA. I know uh, the NFL already put out a uh, format, a playoff format, that they, what they're going to do when they're returning back to to uh, to their, I guess, to their schedule or, or what else. I'm not totally sure how we how you form that, but I guess that when they turn back to action. So, but the NBA, they're going to, they want to go to a 22-team format. They're going to try to invite 22 teams back, maybe do a little a mid, no, not mid, but more of exhibition games, and then try to jump into the playoff schedule. So the NHL, they're just going straight to a 2014 schedule. Do you think that the NBA should mirror what the NHL is doing, or should the NBA, I'm not NFL, but the NBA is doing, or should the NBA just focus on what their, their product and what they should be doing moving forward? I'm going to start with you, Don, on that one, because you like your thinking. <laughs> I just think I just think you take the top sixteen team. Now well, this is the this is the problem. We're taking the top sixteen teams. I think you got the people who like one or two games out from making the playoffs. I think you should have a one game playoff before you know, or, or at least have like a five game season. And the the people who got like one or two games out, then you know you let them play and let them play these five games out and see if they make the playoffs. Then you go to the 16-team 16 16 team, uh, playoff and, and move on from there. That's how I think they should handle it. The NHL can do it their way, but the NBA do it their way. They've been doing it like that for years anyway, so you just keep doing what you've been doing. But you just and for this particular season, you handle it how you feel necessary for you to handle it. Man, just let it play out, bro. Play like at least like 15 games. Everybody come back. Because you never know, man. Teams at the end might upset somebody. The the one seed may drop to a three. Yeah, season play out, bro. Like you 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 you're robbing the fans of cities that can't see their team play now. If you propose this twenty two uh twenty two teams and kind of have a play in type for the eight seed, I say like fifteen games, let it play out, and then you put the best sixteen teams in the playoffs and go for it. Because at the end of the day, even if it spills into you know training camp next year, nobody's really paying attention to basketball early in the year anyway. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, most people start playing this just a little bit around Christmas. And then really after All-Star break, that's when people really start getting serious about basketball. And you can just start this, and you can just start the season uh, December on Christmas Day and roll with it. You could. And the only thing with the NHL, that's tough, bro, to be off for this long. And even if you're practicing, it ain't the same as game. So to go straight into the playoffs, that's tough, though. That's tough. I wonder if they're going to do a serious exhibition first. I mean, I, I, I hope so, bro, because that's going to be tough just going straight to the playoffs. Well, you ever – has anybody ever ice skated before? I tried it. I was like, yeah. yeah the, amount of, the amount of energy you push to, to really get out there, it's a lot of energy. And if you've, if you've ever been to a hockey game, you can see, like, it takes a lot of energy to get up and down that hockey ring. I mean, yep. they, don't, they don't may go – they're doing rotation. They have, like, up to, like, 15 players. And they may do a rotation – where they're like they're up and down, up and down. They may go three to four times in a row before they have to switch the rotation again. Yeah. And then they have to switch the rotation again. It's tough, man. <laughs> it, it, it's tough. I, I can only imagine if you haven't been doing it, you haven't been training. Yeah. Like, how would you physically get back in that type of playing condition? Especially with the playoffs, knowing that you gotta turn up another notch yeah. to get yep. to the next level. And I you gotta throw this equipment and all that stuff again too. Man, that joint ain't <laughs> – that ain't no punk either. It hits, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Being exactly. banging boys, you ain't practicing that. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's gonna be interesting in the NHL doing that, rolling straight to the playoffs. Yeah, I, you know what? It is, it is the interesting part about the NBA though. The twenty-two teams thing. I mean, sixteen teams is idea. I think for most of us as fans, we love to just see sixteen teams. But I have a feeling that they're trying to do twenty-two teams because they want some some of those young stud players mm-hmm. to be a part of the playoffs. I mm-hmm. mean, to have a, a guy like uh, Zion mm-hmm. being a part of the playoffs would be great for TV ratings. Yeah. Because I was because if you have a Memphis Grizzly against you know the Bucks, I mean that's not going to be much of a competitive game mm-hmm. at all of a series. Mm-hmm. But if you have a Zion playing against maybe some of these other teams as a playing game or or a playing series. I mean, you know how much, you know, what what you can get out of that as far as TV TV ratings? Yeah. I think that's one of the main reasons why they're making some of this move because it's going to be unprecedented anyway. But that, I'm, I'm still confused in certain aspects because they still haven't chosen a location yet. Yeah, maybe it's Orlando. I think, it, I think they're going to choose it. I think they said that the, uh, the board posted to meet this week. Yeah, because they haven't, they haven't chosen a location. Is it yeah. Orlando or Vegas? Why don't they just have it somewhere like Montana? <laughs> In the middle of nowhere. You middle of nowhere. Game. You don't necessarily ain't, ain't, ain't nothing out there. Ain't nobody gonna be the game, so. I don't understand why they don't have it somewhere like that. So how did even if they propose the twenty-two teams, though in the West, just for the eight seed, you got five teams within four games out. I think they're gonna have, that's what I think that's the reason why they've been trying to figure out how to play the rest of the season. Because you do have such a small, oh, it's small team, teams, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got Portland, Pelicans, and, and, and uh, Sacramento three games out. All three of them tied. Uh, so, so, so that's what I'm saying. Do you, do you have a 10-game season? Well, well, let, me, let me ask this question. What do y'all think if they have a 10-game season, but you have to have all the other teams because they all them going to play different teams. So you're going to have to have everybody back on the schedule. I don't see how they're gonna do twenty-two, bro. Yeah. So do you not pick Chicago because they three games out, or you don't pick the Knicks? You know what I'm saying? They got a shot if depending on how many games you're trying to play to finish the season. So yeah, I think I think you should have a ten game a ten game season, a ten game season. The uh, the the people at the top, you can choose to play your people or not, but you should play your people at least oh, one or two. They won't go into the playoffs rolling. Yeah, so I think you should have a ten game season, and then and then then you roll into the playoffs. Cause I, I mean, you have ten games. You behind three. You you need to be at least win eight out of ten. <laughs> you better go on a winning streak. Yeah, you better go on a winning streak and hope that other because because from from what we were talking about earlier in the year, the Pelicans have an easy schedule, and 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 Memphis have a harder schedule. Right. So who who knows that Memphis going to slump these last ten games? And the Pelicans going to going to uh, win streak. Now you done changed the whole complexion of the playoffs. Yeah. You know they, so, they want stars in the playoffs, bro. So yeah, you know, and that's Zion in there. Exactly, and that's and this is a good segue to our next question because, I mean, what do you do about those other teams that like Ray just talked about? It's on the verge, or or some teams that don't have a chance at all of getting to the playoffs. I think Dane Dollars mentioned that if his team can't can't get into the playoffs, then he's not going to want to play for the remainder of the season. So a guy like that, you know, is a marquee talent. You want to have him around, but if he if he feels like if there's no need, if there's no chance for me getting the playoffs, I, I don't want to play. 
what are you guys thinking about that? Because that can influence other teams, other yeah. other players, right? Yeah. Not want to be a part of that. What do you want? What do you? How do you guys feel about that part? Well, see, that's what I'm saying. You should have everybody play because, like, like we were saying, you you got to have a certain amount of games, 10, 10 to twelve or ten to fifteen games, to have everybody play. Because you might have a situation where everybody is tired, this the the last night of the season, and you got a team like, uh, let me see, Golden State who's not making the playoffs playing a team like the Pelicans, and you have Memphis playing the Lakers. You see what I'm saying? So whoever win that game. You know what I'm saying? You get in the playoffs. So you got to – I think you just bring everybody back, have a 10- to 15-game season, and let's go at it. And, and, and whoever wins, whoever – after that, that's who get in the playoffs. You got to give people a chance. Because like you said, Dame Dollar feel like, man, well, I don't feel like – I don't want – if I can't make the playoffs, I ain't going to want to play. So you're not going to get the best out of your best players if they know they can't make the playoffs. Go compete, Dame Dollar. You're always talking about you ain't trying to leave Portland because you don't want to link up with big stars and play. Go compete, bro. You know what I'm saying? You got fans that want to see and starving for sports. Like, this is your time. You never know who's going to see you. It just be your time. Maybe you might get Portland on the run. You know, mm-hmm. you never know. Just go out and play ball and let the chips fall where they may, bro. It's only for a short amount of games anyway if you don't make the playoffs. What do you guys think about – I think it was some comments that were said. Dan Ogolowski made a comment about Dame Dollars and the fact that he, that he made that statement. Right, they, they felt like he was maybe being entitled and not wanting to finish that season, uh, not finish the season. Dame Dallas took offense to that. How do you guys feel about somebody calling a player like of Dame Dallas stature entitled? That should have never came out of his mouth. <laughs> Dan O'Leary, really entitled? He's coming from, from a standpoint of Dame has a responsibility as one of the mega stars in the league, bro. And to make that kind of statement, it's almost coming from a selfish standpoint. Like, it's about me. Like, if I ain't got nothing to play for, why I'm out here? You know what I'm saying? Like, you have a, a, a reputation to hold as a superstar. You, you, you held to a different status. So I could see Ogolowski making that statement because he's a former athlete, right? He's been in the war. He's been in the trenches. And you want your best players in the trenches with you, no matter whether you got something to play for or not, right? You play for your team. You play for your brothers. It's not just about Dane Dollar. And I think that's why Olaski made that comment, probably. But but I thought the I thought James' question was that Dame said if we can't make the playoffs, or we don't have a chance to make the playoffs, and you just bring the twenty-two teams, right? That's, that's what you're saying. It could come from selfish, though. But if you if you bring in twenty-two teams, then eventually they must be got a chance to make the playoffs, right? If you bring the twenty-two teams back, you assume so. Under that format, yes. Under that format, yes. So then I wouldn't have made – I don't know why he made that statement because if you ain't within that 22 okay, teams – Well, I think Dane was asked that question, but the problem is maybe Dane spoke too soon, not knowing the outcome of – Okay. The, of, of the NBA decision, which hasn't technically been made yet, right? Yeah. Um, I don't see decision. I think if he would have waited and kind of took the approach of like kind of wait and see and say, hey, listen – if we have the opportunity, he could have worded it differently. He's, you know, he, he, he's a graduate from Weaver State. I don't even know what that is. I know it's in California. But, graduation rate. Uh, he could have said, he could have just said, hey, you know, if we have an opportunity to go for the playoffs, uh, to compete for the playoffs, I'm, I'm all for it. But if we don't, then, yeah, I, I would rather just end the season and get ready for next season since we got a quick turnaround anyway. Mm-hmm. If that's what he, he could have said that. But I think the way he worded it, 
made people feel like he was being entitled. Being selfish. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, you're you're not even thinking about one of your teammates who you play with, um, who also who is not going to make the amount of money you're going to make anyway. And I think their salary gets decreased, right? Because I think they're only paying 90, 90% of the salary. Guys who get 90% of the salary, but everybody else gets like 80 or 70%. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, so I see what you're saying. You're right. He could have he worded it differently. Yeah. Gave, gave him, like, would have gave us a better understanding of what he was saying. I think he just said that without really any real thought. Yeah. How that what that would look like in in the media, and, and I think and I think that's that that's the biggest thing. Like I think the NBA, I have, I think the way it's set up, I think the NBA could have been a little bit more forthcoming and say, okay, we're gonna have play this amount of games, no matter what happens, we're gonna play this amount of get this amount of games, so that that gives the, the players an outlook. Okay, we're gonna play ten or fifteen. So now in the, in your mind, you have a better understanding of. What can we can what what we can and cannot do, or what we can and cannot say? Not excusing what James Allen said because you're right. He could have worded a little differently what he did, but I think the NBA needs to just say, "Look, we're gonna have a 15 game season." Because, like you said, you want all your stars to at least have a chance to get into the playoffs, and you're gonna make that. I mean, you're gonna make that money regardless, but you want your stars there. So I, I think I think it's just difficult for them to say, you know, they have a 15 game season because. They don't know when the start date's gonna gonna actually. That's true too. Um, yeah, they don't really know what stand or know when that start date is really gonna happen. So I think with them, what they're trying to do is is not be on hook for trying to establish a start date that they know they couldn't really align themselves. Yeah, and that made perfect sense. And I, I don't blame them for taking that that step. I think the I think the goal is to have a season. They just don't know when. And they also have to go through the players' association to make sure that they are fully aboard okay with it. Yeah, their plan before they even try to. I think that has to be voted on. So mm-hmm. it's easy to it's easy for us to kind of look on the outside looking in, but I know the NBA has a lot of hoops they have to go through before they get to the point where a season can start. Yeah, it's, the, it's something else. Dame Dallas also talked about. He felt like if the season ended right now, that LeBron should win MVP. Ray, what, how do you feel about that? I mean, Giannis is having a lights out season, no question about it. Like he going he putting up astronomical numbers. But people always talked about how hard the West is. When LeBron said he was going out west, then we're like, oh, we're gonna see if he's gonna dominate like he did the East. And they're two games behind Milwaukee for the best record in the league in the loss column. So I can see what Dame is saying that LeBron is 35. You know, he's not as fast and mobile like he used to be. Um, and he's controlling the game. Like he might be padding his stats with the assist thing, but I mean, but what he's doing at age 35 in the mileage, I don't have a problem with Dame saying that. I know Giannis is probably going to win it, um, but LeBron has a strong case, bro, because the Lakers are the best record in the, in the West and the second best record overall. Um, so he definitely got some, 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 some juice to, to, to make a case for it. But I think Giannis is still going to win it, but I, I, Dame, Dame ain't, ain't crazy about saying that. He's a player. He's in the West. He see it every night. So, yeah, I don't, have, I don't have no issue. I don't have no issue with Dame saying it. I do think um, Giannis should win it. I mean, he's put up the great numbers. His team has the overall record sometimes, you know, 
when, when people know that you're the best player. Well, some people think that LeBron is the best player. Some people think that others are the best player in the league right now. But I, 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 I mean, everybody know what LeBron can do. And LeBron is doing a lot for this team. But, like, but on the flip side, AD is as well. And he's putting up the same kind of numbers too. So, and he's not even mentioning it in the MVP race. So, at the end of the day, I do think Giannis should win it. I mean, his, like I said, his team is the overall guy. But like you said, play, players know. And I mean, that's the only thing. That, and, and the only thing we can go by is what they say, but at the same time, what we see. And so another quick question. So you think the MVP voting should be just players only? Versus like putting the media spin on. I'm sure I think the players do probably a percentage vote, but you know. Like, well, before you answer that question, let me get my opinion. Thank you, oh, sir. Oh, yeah, I forgot you was on <laughs> So My bad. Number one, I don't think LeBron's the MVP. Uh, I think if anybody would, it would be a Giannis or another player. Everybody wants to talk about how they are number two in the West. Is it, is it LeBron or is it, is it really AD? Because LeBron had the same squad. Some, so of course, some factors, Brandon Ingram um, and Josh, Josh Hartson on that team. But he had pretty much the same. Kuzma's still there. Uh, there's other players there. But And 80s putting the same stats he was putting up at, at, um, in, in New Orleans. And he's been fairly healthy for the majority of the season, played the majority of the season. And when the games that they really needed AD, like, remember the first time they played the Bucks in Milwaukee, it was AD who stepped up and balled his tail off and was falling. And it was, it was LeBron who was having had almost like double-digit turnovers. So it, everybody's looking at the narrative because of the last five games, right? The five, last five, six games of the season before we had this, this shut, shutdown was LeBron balling against the Bucks and balling a little bit against the um, against Zion and then balling against um, uh, the Clippers. But it was also AD balling against the Bucks. He didn't play against Zion and he balled against the Clippers. I, I, I don't understand why people are starting to leave AD out. AD has been a major factor. They're why he's probably the real reason why they're two games behind. It definitely wasn't JaVale McGee. So <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't understand why we're leaving this guy out. Um, as a parental MVP candidate, because he definitely should be finishing in the top five, right in the top three. He yeah, I mean, he definitely. Should, I think I think he should be. I think AD should win uh, Defensive Player of the Year for real. He could. That dude plays leading the league. I, I don't bumping, understand bro. why we're not considering that guy. For hey, what when you, doing. It's just it's just when you playing under LeBron's shadow, bro. It's just kind of nah. Like, you know what? I'm gonna tell you what it is. I, I think it's more on the fact that. People don't want to – people, we are so locked into one person and we're scared to go against the grain. Like, people don't want to go against the grain. Yeah, we know LeBron is a great player, but at the same time, you got this man putting up the same kind of numbers. I think we're so locked in on players that we – we, 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 we like – it's going like tunnel vision. We got we to gotta pick LeBron. We got to pick LeBron. AD is putting up the same numbers. You see the same thing AD doing over here. You see that. You see this dude putting up numbers. Numbers, numbers have not went down since New Orleans. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So people are so locked in and saying. He's playing with the Pelicans. He's playing with them. Tony, he's doing averaging a double-double. Yep. And people are acting like this dude is not even really exactly. doing anything. And, and I think that's where we, come, we become homers. People become homers 
because they don't realize that, oh, this guy is the only person winning on this team. No, this guy is balling. This guy is really alleviating a lot of the pain that he was getting caused early in his career and up to now. This guy is leaving because he's still putting up 30. He's putting up 30. And you got these other guys spreading the wealth around below them. That's how they're winning. And you have to realize, like, LeBron's scoring has went down. Scoring that average went down like two or three points this season. It should. He should be the man. But AD scoring average didn't go up because he's playing with LeBron. That's why that's that's the difference everybody not saying. His scoring average didn't go up because he's playing with LeBron. So his scoring average is still the same. Yeah. It was with the Pelicans. As efficient as he used to be. So that's probably the reason why his point total could be down. He's not as efficient as he, you know, as he used to be. Well, I mean, he's slower, older. Yeah. Um, and the fact is he's not the best player on the team. His, his, now his assists went up, so you got to really show him that he's having a, he's averaging almost ten, I think ten a game. Yeah. So you can't they can't balk at that stats. But I mean, the, the I just, think, he's I just think people are scared to give. I think we we as people and as media, we just don't like going against the grain because we like this person a lot, and you, we exclude players who are putting up great numbers and doing just as good as the people that we like. We just exclude them. And I, and I can understand why a lot of times you know, those guys feel slighted when it's time to pick them award. It's like, wait a minute. Do you see the numbers I put up? But we're so tunnel vision. I mean, we just are. Yeah. But I do think AD is like one of the top three players in, in, in the league. Like, and he should be one of the top three players in this race, MVP race. I mean, he should. He's definitely playing like a top three player. Yeah. So we gotta give him his props when props is deserved. I mean, you, you know it. You get it. You get. You get the recognition. Absolutely. All right. So we talked about that. We talked about Dame Dollars. Uh, one more before we get out of the uh, NBA discussion. What did you guys think about Clyde Drexler's comments about the, <laughs> about how you feel about the Last Dance and Michael Jordan? Man, Clyde, stop it, bro. Like <laughs> <laughs> cutting out, bro. There's really no debate outside of uh, maybe two or three people, the GOAT debate. Like, is it either Russell, LeBron, or, or, or you can throw Kobe in there. I'll give you four if you want to throw him in there. MJ, he talking about some other greats. Like, bro, stop it, dog. Like, like Clyde, come on, bro. Man, go back under the rock. You, you, you've been chilling there for the last decade, man. Chill out. Man. Come on, Clyde. You, you know what's sad about this whole situation? Is that every what we're talking about now? Everybody kind of understood what was going on with the last dance. We had we just didn't have like the older way insight of what was going on, but everybody knew. And I mean, dude, a lot of this stuff that's coming out, even with Clyde saying what he had to say, Clyde, it's tunnel vision, bro. You're not one of the you're not you're not one of the dudes that everybody's gonna like. Period. Just call it what it is. You're not one of the dudes. Yeah, you got a lot of greats. But at the end of the day, you're not one of them that everybody's going to pick to put in that plan. So just relax. I don't know. I, I listened to it. I heard what he said. I mean, I, I mean, I get what he's saying. And, and you know, he – listen, Clyde is a, was a great player, so he deserves to have, a, you know, a viable opinion on who he thinks is. He's at the table. He can talk. You know, he can he, just say they, who, who's the um, – who's the GOAT because he's played against those guys. He knows them. Um, he's always been, you know, one of the top, you know, 15, 20 players when he played in the game. But I mean, I just, sometimes I just feel like you're commenting on something that happened. Like, first of all, the documentary is like 
done in like 98, right? And then, <laughs> and then it, it was signed off in, basically in 2016 and then everything else was summed up. So, I mean, the whole notion that people are having so much to say after the fact of all these different things that have happened. Hey, come on, man. Isaiah Spill and now the Clyde and, you know, come on, man. Let's, just, let's let some of this stuff go. Let's move on because, you know, yeah, it probably was the Michael Jordan documentary, <laughs> documentary, a docu-series, but at the end of the day, it was entertaining. If you knew, you felt like you did what you had to do, you did what you had to do. You, and Clyde got a championship. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on in life, man. I wouldn't even say anything. Somebody would ask me about it, I'd have been like, bro, Jordan's a goat. Because I'll <laughs> be honest with you, it makes, to me, it makes you look better. Yep. Because the reason why they be like, well, why you can never win? I mean, did he not win six for six? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it makes you look better. It makes you look like, of course, did you see their team? Like Barkley, like, like, <laughs> like, like Barkley said, I ain't got no shame in it. Hey, I lost the mic. Yeah, like, but, I lost the mic. Like they act like you know, like you know, all these guys got something to say. All of a sudden, like, bro, come on, man, y'all lost them. So, you know, you got it. That's what that's what makes you push the goat for him even more. Oh yeah, he was the goat because I lost to him too, and I was a bad dude. You know what I mean? Like, hey, shit. And, and he's talking, but hey, you lost to the Pistons. I'm like, dude, stop. <laughs> So so don't act like don't act like you were that guy and you and you didn't do what Jordan did wheels your team to win because if you were that guy you should have wheels your team to win when y'all played the Pistons because they didn't have a sorry team either. I wouldn't even beat the Pistons, but when when they played the Lakers in the uh, in the um, conference championship the year, next year and James Worthy got hurt, that's when he should have. That's when they really should have got out there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's not like so. If you were that dude, you would have wheeled your exactly. team to win, and and, and, and you'd have been we'd have been saying, "Well, man, Clyde, even though they they might have won, even though they lost, but he wheeled his team to try to get them there. They just played his running through a couple of monsters. So, Clyde, get on with that joint. Yeah, Clyde should have just kept it quiet, man. I, if I was quiet, that dude just stay quiet, be acting like ain't nothing happened. I'd been like, yeah, he the goat. Yeah, yeah, he the goat. I ain't won, I ain't won number one champ. I don't want both. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Let's get to this last question right here, man. It's a lot of NL things going on with the NLB, Major League Baseball. You know, they're they're in a back and forth tiff on exactly how they're gonna this season gonna go. And you know, the players want to get paid, and the owners don't want to pay them. So right now, there's been a proposed pay cut between between, like I just said before, between the players and the organization. Uh, they're asking the players to take, I think the first pay cut was 30%. Now they're trying to get them to cut more off that 30%. Uh, so I think if they were going to pay a player $20 million, they end up paying them $9 million. Yes. That's a decreased season. But now they actually want to pay them $5 million, right? And the player's like, no, we ain't taking no pay cut. So how you guys feel about this, man? Ray, I'll let you go about this. This is like a question you really want to dive into. Nah, I man, it's just sad when you got millionaires and billionaires fighting over millions and you got four million unemployed people in the world. <laughs> man, people don't care, man. Like, bro, I don't care if you do got to take a pickup, but I think NBA, the players is going to have to take some type of concession because nine times out of ten, the season is going to start with no fans. So the ticket revenue, the concession fans, the parking, all that plays a factor in paying their salaries. So mm -hmm. they're going to have to take some hit they're going to have to take some type of concession of some type of pay cut. Now, the owners, yeah, the owners are trying to 
get the most of not paying somebody. That's what owners is going to do. But at the same time, it's just a bad black eye on Major League Baseball when you got these type of millionaires and billionaires fighting over 10 to 15, 30% of salaries when people are starving. So if I'm the MLB and they don't want a black eye, <laughs> they better get it right so people can get back to watching sports, bro, because, you know, that is a big cut. Like, I think if Trout, he might be one of the highest paid in the league. And then I think his cut would have been like, like you said, down to nine million or something like that, which is ridiculous. Like nobody's going to stand for that. I don't care who you are, but I think they're going to come to a middle ground um, because at the end of the day, it's about the fans and major league baseball, one of those sports where it ain't like everybody love it, <laughs> you know? So I think they'll come in the middle ground. I, I, I agree with you on that, right? Cause it's like, it's like, dude, it, it, this is the thing. All of their money guaranteed. Yeah, bro. They get it <laughs> one way or another. They're going to figure a way to get yeah. it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you getting guaranteed money. I mean, I understand. I understand, you know, you don't want your money cut. Now, now, if you want to talk about entitled, that's entitled. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's entitled. If we're going to talk about full-fledged entitlement, and your money's guaranteed. So, I mean, okay, you go from, I understand you was making 20, and they're trying to cut you down to nine, they cut you to five. Well, hell, you're getting the whole full guarantee, five million. They're going to find a way to get that money. You see what I'm saying? But but like you said, though, I do think Major League Baseball, first of all, Major League Baseball started the year off wrong anyway with the, with the, with the Houston Astros. Now it's going now it's gonna snowball since that joint. It's going to snowball Major League Baseball. And I think Major League Baseball, if they don't get this straight, it's going to snowball again. Yeah, Even worse be. for them. And it's going to be like a real black guy. So, like I said, hopefully they just, they just need to figure out how they can play the game without fans up to a point where they can bring fans back and just keep them moving. Yeah. It's a tough call, bro. Like you said, nobody wins in the situation because, like you said, there's going to be no fans, yeah. no employees in the stadium, like no, no extra right. revenue that goes into your salary. You know, and that, that, so I think they got to take some type of – they're going to take a hit regardless, bro. It's gonna yeah. take, both sides going to take a hit. And I think just and, and this year, I mean, you it's gonna have to be an understandable year. Like some stuff is just ain't gonna be like it normally yeah, was. Period. That's what they got to understand. Like this particular year, everything is not gonna be normal as they would normally have. That's like once they get that understood. Uh -huh. Society though, society gotta yeah. Uh, so society gotta realize that we're not gonna have the same thing we normally used to. Yeah. I think as a whole, once we get that, I think that's when I think it'll be a lot easier to those, for those guys to go into these arenas, play these games, and then move forward. And hopefully, you can start letting like five thousand or fifteen thousand or fifteen. But like you said, James, as society, we got to realize like, hey, it ain't gonna just be okay. Everybody's twenty thousand, thirty thousand back into a baseball stadium. No, yeah, society, you know, especially with the social distancing. We always gonna have to. We all gonna have to adjust the way we we we're, we're doing our daily routine things, or even the way we enjoy our sports. Exactly. Be different. But here's the thing. I'm actually I'm actually funny about this. I don't think the players should take a pay cut. Okay. Uh, to be honest with you, um, the the NLB owners are some of the richest men in the world. They're richer than NBA owners. They're richer <laughs> than NFL owners to a certain degree. Maybe NFL only owners I can see that are richer than them, that have more wealth, more money, 
maybe or they're they're the close to it or not. And normally, a NB in a NLB owner is a is probably on an additional team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah. But they're some of the wealthiest men in the world. Um, and a lot of times they use the NLP as like a tax write-off or some little clay toy type thing. <laughs> so, so when I say that to say this, right? I, I feel like when it comes to like this particular issue, I, and the players are the commodity, they're the product, and they're putting their health in jeopardy to produce a product on the field. I, I feel like you know they should probably think about that real real close and keep that kind of in the, in the back of their heads as they're moving forward because I don't I, I wouldn't take that lightly. I, if I'm them, I'm looking at it like listen, you know, I don't. I'm like with well, the one guy, the pitcher. I can't remember his name right now, but I would definitely take the perception of we 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 got to keep this keep this type of um, um, thought process. Um, we got yeah, the thought process. We got to keep this thought process as, as far as making sure that we're not taking a pay cut this year because if, if things don't turn around the way it does next season, it could be the same type of thing. And knowing that we're dealing with wealthier men, like billionaire men, like I said before, NBA teams, they do have a lot of they have rich guys. It's why about two or three NBA, I know maybe three or four NBA owners that are extremely wealthy. But those those baseball owners, they are out the league wealthy, man. They are <laughs> ridiculous, man. And yeah, I yeah. said before, you're a millionaire. You're not gonna stay a millionaire by taking pay cuts. Nah. Yeah. And and mind you, they it's another thing. See, NBA players can take that because their branding allows them to get other endorsements off the court. NLB players, they're not recognizable. Like even and they're not probably more recognizable than NFL players. They're probably kind of copacetic. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure people will know um the uh tape from um for um, for the uh, for the angels. What's the name? Um Mike Mike uh Mike, Mike, Trout. Mike Trout. They may recognize Mike Trout, but that may be pushing it. You know what I mean? You gotta be an avid baseball watcher to really know who he is, but let's see Mookie walk down the street. Mookie look like a light skinned brother walking down the street. I wouldn't know who he was. <laughs> Yeah, he's not like uh Aaron Judge who you look at and be like, dude's like six seven. Yeah, yeah. He's not like Stanton who's a who's like six five, six six. Yeah. Who's like five ten. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like, so you know, granted, he'll pretty sure he has some endorsements, but he's not his he's not statuesque. You're not gonna look at him and be like, man, like who is he? Like he looks yeah. like he plays ball. You'd be like, oh, that guy, you know, he looks like he's probably played ball. Yeah. Like, I mean, but you don't know what sport. So it's I think they gotta I think they gotta stick to their guns, man. I mean, I tell you what, um my man um uh, the, the agent of all agents when it comes to baseball. Oh boy. Uh, Scott uh Scott Boris. Scott Boris. He ain't playing, he playing hardball. Oh yeah, yeah he's about that. He got he, he got like 71 of the players. So he telling them yeah. right now, he was like, stick to your gun. Don't don't jump the fence. We ain't playing unless they, they about money. They get that money, so I don't know, man. I think they got a tough thing, and and the one thing about the the player association for baseball, them they stick together. Yeah, they stick. They ain't no. Yeah, I don't know how they doing it to where they can keep you know the lower tier players, but they stick together. But what I want to ask you guys about before we get out of here, 
they're, it seems like they're not going to be affected totally. It's the actual minor leagues. So what do you guys think about the minor leagues? Yeah, they say the minor leagues may end up not playing and may not, you know, they won't get paid this season. Yeah, it's rough, bro. That's tough. That's, so that's tough. The issue they're gonna have is the lower level players, the double, you know, double A minor league players. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be the issue. They're gonna be the issue because they don't. They're not gonna be able to get the. They ain't getting no checks. Yeah. That's that's tough. That's, especially especially when you count on that check going into the season and you got your bills and you know your family there. You know now if you're a single dude, you probably can find your way around. I mean, it's gonna be tough. But you probably can find your way around it and, and go and find something else to do. But when you got a full-fledged family, two kids, a wife, that you already got this money that you know you got, that, that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. So yeah. it's interesting how they moving forward, man, because I'm not sure if they don't get something to work out by the next two weeks, they may not have a season. It's, it's looking shaky. Yeah, for real. Cause you getting you you getting into July, June, July, late June, early July. Hell, the season be over. Supposed be over in September. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, are you gonna? I I, I just can't see where you running all these sports together for one year. Baseball, <laughs> exactly. football. Imagine you're competing. You know, baseball. You're part of the fourth leading sport in the world. I mean, yeah. So you're competing against. If you get into the fall. You're going to compete against basketball a little bit because their playoff going to be pushing around towards the fall. Yeah, you're going to be competing against college football, which is supposed to be coming back. And, and you're pushing against the NFL. NFL. So now you got all these different factors going to be chiming in while you're trying to play your last 100 games of the season. <laughs> and your baseball. Yeah. And, and, and the playoffs. So the playoffs going to run you to probably around – like November, Thanksgiving, Christmas, when you're running into the college bowl season, you got that. You got these college basketball seasons and these tournaments jumping off. It's, it's gonna be ter- it's gonna be crazy. Now, yeah, now, like I said, they are they were already the fourth watch sport in the nation. So, yeah. I mean, you you and then you factor other aspects. You factor like boxing starting back up, UFC, yeah. like all these other sports coming back. So it's I I don't know what they're really gonna do. So my my question to this though, do you think for one year, they should prioritize it and run it like that. What do you mean by what? Just like like you play, you finish the baseball season instead of playing 182 games, like you just said, play 100 games. Started in July, depending on how things are flowing. Started in July and just run it, and because everybody knows this 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 particular year is different than any other year, and you're just gonna have baseball, college football, basketball, just running the gambit. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. They were going to play 100 games. That was the proposed adjustment. No, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, that just run it, like all the sports together. For this particular year, just run, it, run the gamut. You don't have no choice. That's what I'm saying. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I, I just want to see what your thoughts on that, if they just go ahead and run the gamut. They have no choice because all the sports are going to run together regardless. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't have no choice. I mean, if you start, I mean, there's no sports play right now, so that means you would have to start, uh, they would have to start in by this next month. Yeah. So you got June. Hopefully, if you got that playoff, I mean, the playoff for, for basketball could end by August. I mean, it could be two, two and a half months. Yeah. But baseball is going to go all the way to November or October, November. You know, I think it's going to be going – I should finish in the same round of time frame because 100 games will still be like – it's 62 games from coming from April all the way to June or something like that, half of a season. Yeah. So like, it's like 70, 80 games. So – if you only play 80 to 100 games, you're pretty much playing 
the, the rest of the baseball rest of the season. Yeah. Then you got other aspects of it. So you also got, you know, like I said, college football coming in. So once it hits college, <laughs> you already know in August that's college football starts. So yeah. if, uh, college football don't start on time, which they probably won't. I mean, they're still supposed to play all the league games. So that's September or whatever. So, I mean, they do run together kind of anyway, anyway. They run together anyway. So yeah. baseball is finishing out. People just don't never pay attention to the first two months of basketball. So basketball is supposed to pick back up in December. Yeah. So it's going to run into regardless. I mean, this might help Major League Baseball because, you know, a lot of people get baseball fatigue. It's like, man, 162 games, like, man, it's all day. Man, yeah. 100, like, exactly. you might get, your ratings probably go up. Exactly. I doubt it, but I just <laughs> – I doubt. I think people just people who watch baseball is dying or dead. So, but, I, but you know what? I think they might watch it this year due to the, the amount of games, and you really can't have them games where you can lose like 15, 16 in a row and thinking, okay, I, I gained 15. You know what I'm saying? I got enough time to gain 15 games. I mean, for the average baseball watcher, to them it might be good, but to us, you know, you know, you got football, basketball. If you're the avid baseball watcher, that means you watch baseball all the time. Yeah. But for the person who is not the avid baseball watcher, the person who, who will just flip on the game because that's the last sports on, right? Yeah, they don't care. They ain't going to care. They yeah, they're not going to care. Us. And they ain't going to Like, yeah. me and Ray, we're Braves and Mets fans. So we're going to look at it because we pay attention. But I can tell you, I don't watch every game. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I watch certain aspects of who they play, certain teams. But I don't watch every Braves game. I just, I just know certain games I watch and certain games I don't. Yeah, I mean, the avid watcher, he's gonna watch it all the time and be able to tell you, like, oh, they play this person, but you ain't picking up new fans with that type of format. Nah, you know, people don't care about that. You know yeah. I mean? Same old, same old, same old. You know yeah, I mean? y'all getting the same old, same old. Same old, same old. So they're gonna, you know, they, I mean, they already got money, they already got their TV deals, it's not a big issue, but I don't think they're gonna make any momentum game in the market. They got that loan money, boy. Yeah, but they yeah. got their money. I don't know what it is about baseball Ooh, money. That does they don't never have a, a huge economic impact nope. like everybody else does. They're not they're not they're losing billions, but it seems like it don't hurt them as much as they hurt the other teams. Yeah, true. That's why they'll they'll have a lockout for the entire year. Yeah. Because <laughs> they can do it. Yeah, they can do it. Yeah. All right, fellas, man. It was a great episode, episode 13. Yeah. We're about to get out of here. Let's get some final thoughts so we can get out of here, fellas. Hey, man, stay safe out there. Be vigilant. Understand your surroundings. And take care of each other. Yeah, man, like you said, just pray for the world, man. And, you know, love your family. There's a lot going on. A lot of people are in ruts because of the COVID and, you know, the situation with uh, Floyd. And just, you know, stay safe, man, and love your family, man. Man, I ain't got to even – I ain't got to back up anything off of that one. That's great comments. <laughs> I ain't got to add anything additional. You know what I mean? Like like everybody's saying, man, stay safe. You know, uh, make sure that, you know, you explain. I don't have kids, but make sure you explain to your kids what the situation scenario is going on. Um, they have a better understanding of, you know, the world and the complexity of the world today. And, you know what I mean? Let's keep just trying to improve, prove as people, man. You know? Bring it back. Oh, wait, wait, wait. shout out to Cassis, man, for graduating high school. Yeah. Man, take care of yourself, bro.
sight. This is the realest shit I ever wrote or said. Wake up with it every day and take it with me to bed. Hurting my heart and hanging over my head. Like the realest nigga, these Texas streets have ever bred. C.L. Butler better known as Chad. A Pepsi, the closest home party that I ever had. Now when we first met, we wasn't on the same page. Repeating misunderstandings, they got clearing with age. Two young boys who was ready to mash. Put me on the map and maybe make a little cash. Jump down with big time, put down a few songs. Everybody co-signed saying that we could do no wrong. They hit the streets with a big ass bang. Them gangsta ass rhymes with that country ass twang. Drop, tell me something good to go and went live. Shit, next thing you know, we were signing the job. Drop too hard to swallow. A pocket full of stones with the remix on minutes. Shit, we had it going on. Got love in the streets and played on the air. But the homie putting us out wasn't playing too fair. I had to separate ourselves, bring in a new team. But sometimes the other side ain't always what it seems. We dropped super tight, our album full of killer flows. But then we got caught up with the drugs and the hoes. We didn't realize what was happening on the real. The new management was cutting back from deals. Hiding different money and concealing the price. We had to do all the work on just keeping the biggest slice. Took a while to catch on to what homie was doing. But by the time we did, all the paperwork was in ruins. Nigga kept all the receipts so we couldn't file taxes. The next thing you know, IRS hitting us with access. Tell you owe seven figures, but you owe six. Daddy, get your paper together. Get this shit fixed. We nixed the management team and tried it ourselves. Cussed out the GM, almost got put on the shelf. Fuck it, drop right dirty. It's the classic in the South. Reclaim the Southern title, shut everybody's mouth. Got some clout in the game. Boys calling us the greatest. But meanwhile, me and Pimp is still ducking haters. The old manager calling and saying he finna sue. And put a padlock on everything we trying to do. Put a call out to the prince. This nigga still hating. We got heat for the streets. And we can't keep the people waiting. He made a call to to some folks. Telling the man, you gotta cut your case some slack. Understand, young Pimp got the plan. Gun got the drive. Rap a lot at our back. And we just waiting on time. We got the big bosses on the same page, so me and young Kim can hit them from center stage.